This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a program called Real Wealth. It's hosted by the team from the Stewart Group right here in Hastings. It's our pleasure today to have in the studio Glenn Trullo from the Stewart Group. How are you going, Glenn? Very well, thank you, Ken. Now, before we get into uh, today's topic, just remind our listeners, Glenn, uh, what does the Stewart Group do and what do you do at the Stewart Group? Yeah, sure. So Stewart Financial Group, um, we're uh, wealth advisors, investment advisors um, based here in Hastings. Um, we we do fund management, investment portfolios, KiwiSaver, risk insurance, but very holistic. We look at um, somebody's um, you know, complete picture, complete a financial roadmap and sort of set their course um, on the way to financial Freedom and achieve their goals. And Dean, look, and uh, from my own personal point of view, my dealings with the Stewart Group, um, besides doing this program with you guys, is that uh, you spoke to me about my KiwiSaver. Yes. Uh, and my KiwiSaver was in, uh, I guess they call it the Conservative Fund. Yes. And uh, after years of my wife badgering me, I finally did something about it, came to see you guys. And I must say, my KiwiSaver, since we changed over to whatever you changed me over to, that's how much I know about it, mm. it's gone up more in two months, then it went up in three or four years. Yeah, it's yeah. the best thing I ever did. Come to see you guys about KiwiSaver. Yeah, and it's a story we hear quite often. Um, a lot of people are in de- what we call default KiwiSaver mm-hmm. funds. So when KiwiSaver was launched um, by the previous Labor government, um, they wanted the default fund to be conservative, and, and I understand the reason why. It's a new idea, a new um, offering um, that the government was um, sort of setting up, and they didn't want to see people. Um, having any material losses. The downside is you've found out the word conservative is exactly that. Yeah, right. conservative returns as well. Mm. In fact, you probably make more money in the bank. Uh, at times, At yeah. times than what yeah, you do with the conservative times. fund and KiwiSaver. Yep, yep. So it's certainly important um, you know, for people to review the KiwiSaver. Conservative may be suitable for some people. Yep. Certainly if you're um, in retirement and you're using it to top up your income. But if you're working, um, you're a younger person, mm. you're working full-time, you're contributing, there's a pretty strong reason to be in either growth or at least balanced. Now, today's topic of conversation is the problem with using rear vision to make long-term decisions. That sounds – what's that all about? Yeah, it's really come <laughs> out. Um, the previous quarter, so ending um, December um, 2018, uh, has been a challenging quarter. Um, so this has been the back off. We've had several several years now of really strong positive return in global share markets. Um, in fact, from about um, last seven years, 
it's average of about 15% per annum, so really strong returns. And the last quarter came as a bit of a shock to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about KiwiSaver. I mean, KiwiSaver funds um, have been affected by this, of course. Yep. Um, it's been well publicised in the media. And unfortunately, there's been so much talk in the media, you then have um, some investors start questioning, am I doing the right thing? Should I... Should I panic? Should I sell down my shares? Should I go to cash? Should I put it in, into a bank account? And and they're using very much a short-term measure yeah. to drive, um, and rear vision, to drive long-term outcomes, which mm. which is a concern. And I'm just going to uh, just put something um, into perspective. I was looking at some previous headlines, but this one jumped out at me. World stock markets have rounded off a wild and difficult year. Um, the, this article began and is pointing to multiple uncertainties um, in the US political system, mm-hmm. a crisis-ridden eurozone, and a rapidly slowing Chinese economy. Mm. And you would think that that headline and that commentary came out at the end of December 18th, yes. so last month. Well, this was issued by the BBC in um, December 2011. And what that touched on... Has is exactly what um, the last quarter and, and some of the reasons behind what happened. Yeah. Um, and so we've seen it all before. Yeah. Um, the market rebounded as it will again as well, and yeah. we're seeing a rebound. It's a funny thing, isn't it? Because I know that many times on this program, uh, you or your associates have always mentioned it's like a seven-year cycle. Why is it seven years? Yeah. See, I, I'm not sure. What we do say is you should be, if you go into shares, mm. you should have a six or seven year minimum time frame. Yeah. So I'm not altogether sure if it's a cycle, but certainly as a time frame, mm. it should be six or seven years. Um, but if I reflect on the last quarter, what has weighed on the world share market? You've had a tariffs between China and the US. Um, you had rising interest rates in the US, and the real concern there was the Federal Reserve or the American Reserve Bank, if you will. It wasn't so much that they were rising interest rates; they were concerned. The market was concerned that the language was used they're going to rise interest rates too quickly, mm. and of course, if higher the interest rates, less money in the economy, and you know, more money going to debt repayments and the yeah. like. So it slows the economy down. You had the partial government shutdown on um, Trump's um, border wall. Yeah. And, of course, a Brexit. Do we have a deal or not? Um, well, at the moment, no, and they're still negotiating. So this has weighed on investors' confidence, and that's sort of the key pillars or the reasons why we've seen a quarter that we had. Yeah. Um, Christmas Eve um, was probably the lowest point in world global share markets, mm. particularly in the U.S., but we're seeing that coming back now. We're seeing quite a steady return and increase to world share markets. So no longer the, are the share markets in, um, in the media because yeah. that's a bit boring when you start talking about share markets <laughs> going up. It's all about it going down. That's but, right. uh, yeah. but I might suggest that the average person um, wouldn't give this a second thought because in their day-to-day life, they're coming to work, they're going home, they're getting the pay at the end of the week, they've got sure. a bit of food on the table, they've got a bit left over, they've got the pictures or whatever. Why should they care? Why should they care? I think, um, well, the average person will hopefully have KiwiSaver. Mm. So if you have KiwiSaver, you will be invested in the share market. Um, so even in the conservative fund mm. that we described, um, you won't have a high weighting in shares, but you will have some in shares. 
Um, so it, it will affect you. Um, and I think, you know, talk of interest rates uh, will affect you if you if you've got a mortgage uh, that will affect you as well. Um, so and of course a slowing economy. Um, you know, New Zealand is far from immune mm. to um, uh, for what happens in the uh, global you know economy and world share markets. It affects us here in New Zealand. Yeah. So. Well, absolutely. As we speak, I believe that uh, we're being snubbed by the Chinese. And the it, Chinese are our biggest trading nation. Biggest trading nation. Yeah, I saw that on the um, in, in the news uh, in the last day or two, um, and more will come out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whether it's a snub, um, they're putting a pretty good spin on it down in Wellington. Yeah. So, um, but they are a very important trading nation. Um, of course, China has a lot of clout. And perhaps are starting to use some of their clout as well. Although when you look at the news, for instance, in the US of A, it's, uh, and according to my friend Donald, mm. it's going gangbusters. He's right, isn't he? Yeah, well, it is actually going pretty well. The economy is yes. um, it's booming. performing strongly. Um, they've got low rates of unemployment. Um, it's actually going pretty well. Mm. Um, but the... The concern there was the rising interest rates and the language used by the Federal Reserve. So what the Fed did um, early this year, well, we are early in the year, mm-hmm. aren't we? But um, early January, they've come out and said to the market, calm down. We are not going to rise interest rates ag- as aggressively and mm. quickly as some of you may think we're going to. And that has seen a real return in investors' confidence. And uh, when I look at... What's been happening in the US and global share markets, it's coming back. It hasn't gone back to what it was in September, no. but it is coming back. Well, it had the trough, uh, like you say, just before Christmas, but it, it is bouncing back, isn't it? It is bouncing back. Um, and, you know, as I say, if I go back to that BBC comment uh, that I made earlier on uh, from 2011, We've seen this before. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the market will take it in a stride and it's a long term, long term game. In fact, you could come in here in another seven years time and read that headline and it would be re- very relevant to that the time frame, wouldn't it? Absolutely. There's always something going on. Um, the market is very good at pricing things in. Um, so Theresa May lost very badly in the House of Commons the vote on the Brexit deal. Yes. Um, I think it was a record, wasn't it? Um, it was a record. Against? Um, yeah. So, Although, you know, I suppose politically speaking, you, you could say, well, how many times do you vote on that? Do you vote until your side wins? Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it, it was a vote. <laughs> and they said, let's get out. And that's what Yeah, she's, uh, it's, it's, uh, she's got a tough job to try and bring that what? together. But, but the interesting thing there is the market, barely, it wasn't even a ripple in the market no. uh, because the market had already priced in that it was going to be a no deal. Yeah. So you see you see um, changes to the share market, positive and negative, if something happens that it wasn't expecting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I suppose a no deal's got to be good for our economy because we're, they're going to need trading partners and we've got a whole bunch of stuff we want to trade, so that must look good for us. So if we're investing in the share market or... Yep, yep. Um, I think global economy, I think a no deal doesn't benefit Almost anybody. Mm. Um, how does it benefit New Zealand? Sure, if we can um, strike mm. a free, um, an open free trade deal with uh, the UK, and we'd also need to negotiate one with Europe, then um, sure, there, there'll be positive spin-offs from that. 
You've got an interesting note uh, which says every year economists who partake in predicting this year's market performances are typically wired off the mark. Why do we even ask them? Uh, uh, it fills a newspaper and sells yeah. advertising, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, yeah, look, uh, and this time of year, um, globally, we we get some market participants, um, economists who will make their predictions for two th- for the year ahead. Okay, whether it's on interest rates, whether it's on um, currency, where the New Zealand dollar is going to go, uh, and of course everyone's favourite, the share market. And year on year, what what we do as Stuart Group um, at the beginning of the year, we publish um, what these participants had uh, predicted the year before and what had actually happened, and the difference between. The prediction and the outcome is stark. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, the percentage of them actually getting it right is terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, it's appalling, isn't it? It's appalling, but that's not a criticism of them. Mm. It's just trying to predict what's going to happen in the market and to rates and to, and to currency. It's nigh on impossible. Is that a problem for the investor, though? If you, if I come to you for advice mm-hmm. and you're making these predictions, not that you do this, but uh, if you're making these predictions and then I'm working on the advice that you're giving me with your crystal ball gazing, mm-hmm. and it doesn't go quite the way you're, you've told me, just like you're describing right now. Yep. Who's responsible for that? I can promise my clients, and I'd say to them, the markets will go up and the markets will go down. Mm-hmm. And I can't predict this no. year what's going to happen. Sure. Um, so you really, it's important to be diversified. So a truly diversified uh, investment portfolio. So our typical portfolio has over 6,000 securities in it. Mm. You need to be diversified also globally. So we invest in over 40-odd countries worldwide. So diversified, um, global reach, and also high liquidity as well. It's important to be, able to be able to get money out when you want to. Yes. But also stay in your seat. So if you see – so the last quarter – we have seen, and if you're in the global share market, including in KiwiSaver, you will have seen a reduction in the value of your portfolio. Mm. Okay? Everybody has. Now, that only matters if you go to your advisor during that quarter or in December and say, Ken, I want to take all my money out because I can't take it yep. anymore. Then you realize the loss on paper. Yes. But it's a long-term investment game. Um, that's not to say that you can't make changes along the way. If mm. you look at KiwiSaver, if you're approaching retirement or if you're in retirement, should you be in a growth portfolio? Yes. Or should you be more balanced or conservative? So you mm. can make those changes. Um, but I guess the theme of what we're talking about today is don't allow what's happened in the last quarter and don't allow you know negative market movements to cloud your judgment and to influence your long-term investment. Can you split your KiwiSaver so that it's in two funds? You can have half in the growth fund and half in the middle uh, one? Yep, in the um, – yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah, you certainly can with us. Yeah. I wonder, though, you mentioned the word and you're always talking about it. Diversity, that's the key, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it is key. It's um, – if, if I think back to um, so what happened during the global financial crisis, the people who lost money then – either were not diversified or they couldn't take it anymore, okay? If you stayed in your seat and you were diversified, 
the following year, the following year being 2009, you basically made all your money back again. Um, so key is to be diversified. Bricks and mortar still a solid investment? Still a solid investment, yep, but it shouldn't. Bricks and mortar, I know the New Zealand love affair with bricks and mortar. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like it, it is a solid investment, but actually, the global share market has outperformed property mm. over the last few years. A lot of people don't know that, mm. but it's actually outperformed property. Um, and of course, we've got the tax working group and their recommendations. Indeed. Um, and there is some uncertainty what is going to be coming out of that. I think expect to see some changes uh, for landlords. And those tax advantages that you're currently enjoying as a mm. landlord, um, I think, are going to be uh, clipped. I guess mum and dad investors, though, um, Glenn, they see a house, they can, they can see that house. Mm-hmm. They can go and touch it, feel it. They know it's there. It's going to be there tomorrow. Yep. It's going to be there in, in six months' time and six years' time. And probably they're not going to lose out on it. Whereas mum and dad, and you say be diverse in your investments, but I think most mum and dad investors have probably got enough to buy a house, mm-hmm. but maybe not enough to buy a house and be diverse in the share market. Is that what you find or how do you get around that? Yeah, sure. Well, KiwiSave is a great way um, to have uh, to address that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand um, you know, making ends meet, paying a mortgage, buying a yeah. house is, is a challenge. Um, we've got a high cost of living. But I think KiwiSaver has paved the way for mum and dad investors to put money aside, to invest in the global share market. And I think it's proven, because um, we sort of had this argument, well, not argument, we've, we've, we've had this conversation back in 2007 when KiwiSaver was introduced. Well, how can you afford your mortgage payments and food mm. on the table and pay KiwiSaver? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad to say the majority of people are doing it. And once you commit to it and it's 3.5% out of your salary, you then don't miss it after oh, a period of time. Right. You become used to it, don't you? Mm. So I wonder, um, someone listened to the program and they're saying, okay, if we, let's not call it a cycle, but it seems to be a cycle that every six or seven years, uh, shares go up, shares go down. If we're investing in that market, when, when is a good time to get out? Halfway through the seven years or? Yeah, so I, I would put it, put aside this, um, cycle as such. Yeah. Um, because if, if I, if you did a, a, a long run average, say over a, a 15 year period and you looked at, so I could share with you over the last 15 years, a global share market has, and this is off the cuff, mm. let's say it's returned, uh, 12% per annum on yeah. average. But that's on average because uh, any given year is markedly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some years you'll see a 4% return, other years you would have seen a 18% return. So it's not a straight line from point A to point B. Uh, when do you get out? I think it really depends what your requirement for the funds are. So for KiwiSave, if you're using it to top up your national super, then you're actually taking a little bit of money out every month, probably. Yeah. If I have clients that have come to me and said, Glenn, I need, I'm going to help my, my son out. I'm going to help my daughter out to buy their first home. I'm going to gift them mm-hmm. early inheritance. I'm going to gift them $75,000, very generous. And I'm going to need it in the next six months. Now, I either make the decision or the client makes a decision. You take it out now if things are going well, or you progressively draw out the $75,000 
over the next six months mm-hmm. as a way of dollar cost averaging. Yeah. Because how do you know you got out of the top or mm-hmm. or the bottom? Yeah. Okay. I wonder. Uh, you touched briefly on the uh, the tax working group, mm. and you might have heard a few whispers on the street. But how will, how do you think that will affect one? people investing in bricks and mortar and two people investing in shares, is that going to affect them, uh, depending on which, if it's going to go the way people are thinking it's going to go, is it going to affect them equally? Um, my, my gut feeling is there's probably going to be a bigger effect on people investing in property. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got the tax working group. I think this idea of negative gearing yes. uh, is going to be looked at. Um not just a tax working group, though. Um, landlords will, will be telling you that they also have warrant of fitnesses, yeah. and they are also looking at the tenancy arrangements as well, um, and the notice period for asking the tenants to move out and the like. So, it's certainly I. Th- the counter argument is is, is leveling up the playing field, right? Um, because there's an argument that landlords have too much power, and there's not enough certainty for tenants. Uh, the landlords would argue differently, but certainly sure. I think we're going to have a swing more towards tenants. So you've got a tax consideration. You've also got consideration around requirements of notice for tenants yeah. and what that you can and can't do. I suppose the only loser in that scenario, though, is going to be the tenants, isn't it? Because the landlord is going to recoup all of his costs by the only way he can yep. through rent. Yeah, and we're starting to see this. Um, so the government um, took away uh, letting agents' mm. ability to charge a letting fee, and I think that was typically four or five hundred dollars yep. for a finding fee, That's letters right. fee. And you're right. All that they seem to have done is the letting agent is charging more to the landlord, mm-hmm. and the landlord is passing that on to the tenant. So yeah, I'm not altogether sure that that's worked. Yeah, and it's the same with uh, you know, insulation. Yes, yeah, great. But the tenant's going to pay for the insulation. Yep, because the landlord's going to be um, absolutely. It's going to have a fixed um, cost. Yeah, and, um, the, and the problem with that, I suppose, is you know, we could have a political argument, but let's not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's not. <laughs> anyway, we're just about out of time. So if we want to come and see you at the Stewart Group for some fabulous advice, and I highly recommend you guys, uh, where do we find you? Sure. So we're at 204 Caramu Road in Hastings. And your phone number there is? Is 0687889861. Glenn, as always, our pleasure. Look after self. Talk to same time, same place next time. Will do. Thanks, Ken. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project.